0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, football transfers. Why BYU has attracted five talented transfers for the 2014 football season. One of those guys, Harvey Jackson, joins us live from Lincoln to tell us why BYU. Canadian curling expert and radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, joins us. Plus, big deal, no deal, and
1: hashtag Logan takeover. Part two continues. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Hello, sports
0: friends. It is Tuesday, April 22nd. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside Brian
2: Logan for Hashtag Logan Takeover, hashtag Logan takeover. Part 2. You're covering part, up the guns fi- today. Part 50. Yeah, part I, got, 50. I, got, I got in trouble from my mom. You know, she, really? was, she was watching yesterday and and she was like, you know, you got. I'm on Logan, look, look, What's up? Look at look at you with your your muscle shirt on. You know, that's a PG, uh, uh, you know, TV station. You have to, you have to. You're you're, you're wearing a, a rated R shirt. You cover <laughs> you up. Rated R
0: shirt. Cover up. Cover up. Uh, I feel like we might lose some of the female demographic today because you've covered up the guns.
2: I I you know I I into my mom. You know, do need she, to listen to that. Mom is, knows best. That is the mo- Mama does she, know. She know best. she sends me gushers. You know I have to. I have is she, to, she the source I, of the I gushers? Have, she's the source and my grandma. Brian Logan, a man who
0: eats more gushers than anybody else you've ever met. That's in your how life. the biceps get big? Hey, join our conversation today, uh, 24/7, using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports
2: Nation, wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question, Brian. Uh, the Twitter question is: Which of the incoming transfers will have the biggest impact on this year's BYU football team? Our answers in a moment. Use hashtag BYUSN. But you're so excited about it. You want to say now? I'm just a, I'm the a transfer, so I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm excited to to see. You were a JC transfer. Five transfers this year, yeah. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about those five guys and what kind of impact
0: they'll have, and which will have the biggest impact. We want to hear what you think. Listen to BYU Sports Nation, Noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUTV.org. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, yo. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Transfer you. So what I like about them is not only are those three very, very talented, but they each made pretty unique not, sacrifice isn't the right word, but pretty unique choices for them to be here. But I ultimately think they also think they can help our team and want to. And and it's fun to get the ball. That's Bronco Mendenhall on the three signing day transfers, their decision, and how they help BYU. Specifically, he was referencing Devon Blackman, Jordan Leslie, and Nick Kurtz on signing day. Since then, BYU has added Keanu Nelson, a receiver from transfer who played uh, very little. Uh, and then Harvey Jackson, as of last Thursday, a safety from Nebraska. Yes, DB. Five, five guys. Yeah, and you
1: mentioned DB, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. How does that's it go? It, the, like the, the dance. You the dun, 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 dun. Damn, there you okay, go. something right. like he that. It, he did it. He something
0: did. Like, it. Spencer's he did not it here, this. and I got in the dancing mood with you. The stat of the day is four. Four of those five transfers are wide receivers. The one that is not is Harvey Jackson, who we will speak with coming up uh in a bit on the show. four receivers b y u needed more receivers. they saw a need they went out and got it. Harvey Jackson seems to be a guy that they did not pursue
2: or anticipate, but that they got late. Your thoughts on those five guys i'm I'm excited about all of them I mean all of them add I, I think all of them can play right away, uh, even though a, a guy like uh Keanu nelson didn't have too much playing time at Stanford. You, you you look at those type of programs, a UCLA, a Stanford, a Cal. Stanford's and they, a top ten program, right? Right, now. right, and so it's tough to get playing. It's though. it's it, 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 kind of imagine USC, it, it, old school USC with Reggie Bush, where their second string guys are, are going are, are going to the NFL, yes, right? Barely any playing time, barely any stats, and so you kind of compare those, these big time schools to that. That hey. They're second-string guys, but their first-string guys are going to the NFL and making a huge impact. And, and of course, the second-string guy, there's nothing wrong with them, but look who they had in front of them. And so you take a second-string guy like that and you bring them on to, to BYU, and it, it's, it's without a question, they're going to be able to make a huge impact.
0: That's Keanu Nelson. The other guys, Devon Blackman, Jordan Leslie, Nick Kurtz, Keanu Nelson, uh, and Harvey Jackson. So we've got these five guys. Before we break down... Who the order of those five in uh, most to least impactful this season? Lay the foundation for us as a former JC transfer of why uh, and and we've talked about it before, but a double minority as Ben Crittle calls it. You're at BYU, you're an African American, and then you're not LDS. Why do yeah. those guys want to come to
2: BYU? Which which is which is all five of them really? All five. By, by, all, all the five are, 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 are double this, minorities are in this category. Yep. Yep. Uh, non LDS and 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 they're black. Why did you come to BYU? Why did these guys want to come to BYU? Well, the, the the thing about BYU is it's it's a very unique place, right? So it, it stands out, and, and it, there's something about it that you're just like, wow, you know, the, the the people are amazing. You 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 come on campus and and you see uh, how how nice and genuine the people are. You see the mountains, uh, just everything about it is, is is special. And so I think now it's actually a, a different dynamic where. Uh, players are a little bit more intrigued. When I was coming, you you just saw those things, right? Now you add on the the, the TV contract. ESPN, I'm going to be on ESPN, BYU TV, you, you, BYU TV. BYU you, 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 you talk about <laughs> you 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 think about the schedule, right? The schedule. I get to play here, there, 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 everywhere. Connecticut, Florida, Texas. Compared to, you know, just some of the like, like for example, the the, the Pac-12, right? Uh, I got to play in Oregon, I got to play at USC, which are, which are some are his, historic sites. And, and it's you, different. You, you, you grow it's up. It's unique. Right, right, it's unique. But the fact that I could play a SEC school, a, a Pac-12 school next week, and then go play a Big Ten school, that's, that's really intriguing. And then you look at uh, just some more of this, the, the, the perks, like the Nike contract, right? That's, that's really big with recruiting nowadays. Swag out. Swag J as J swagged at USA. Don't be don't be afraid of the swag. A guy that turned down Oregon, right, right. And I mean, and again, that's that's something that just jumps out. That's that's very unique for for a recruit. And you know, for the, for a, a coaching standpoint, uh, they're feeling a need, right? And, and when, when I'm going after a high school kid. It's. It's. I can mold this kid. I can redshirt him. I could do whatever I want. I could switch him from offense to defense, vice versa. But with JC, I'm addressing the need. And as you saw, four receivers. There is a, a huge need there. All expected to play this year. All expected to Three play. Three expected to play a ton, and, and and very well can. And my the biggest guy to me is, is is Nick Kurtz. I like. I I'm. I got a little man crush on on Nick Kurtz. Let's see, do.
0: Let's go into it. So we've we've ID'd the five transfers. Blackman, Leslie, Jackson, Kurtz, Nelson. Who is the most? Who Who are your five from most to least? Not saying the least won't have any impact, but just the most of those five. I
2: have I have number one, Harvey Jackson. Uh, The only Harvey Jackson number one. The only reason is because he's a DB. (laughs) That is the only reason. That's the only reason. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's it's It's, it's his skills. (laughs) We 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 watched his highlight tape uh, earlier. This this kid can can ball out. He can ball. The secondary is going to get turned up. He is huge. They're going to get turned. Turns out of this world. <laughs> uh, second, I have uh, Devon Blackman. Okay. Uh, I, I have a good friend uh, that I went to high school with that played with Devon Blackman uh, at Oregon. And, man, he's telling me great things about him. Then I have Nick Kurtz, uh, which is going to be you know a little bit weird to maybe some others. Uh, Jordan Leslie, uh, transferred from UTEP. And then uh, Keanu Nelson uh, from Stanford, which I think will have a, a, more of an impact playing special teams, uh, in high school, he returned some punts and, yep. and, and some uh, some kickoffs for touchdowns and had some some pretty good yardage behind those. Okay, here's my five: Devon Blackman number one, Jordan Leslie,
0: Harvey Jackson three, Nick Kurtz four, and Keanu Nelson. I say Blackman one because I think that he's going to stretch the field horizontally and vertically. The quick screen and the deep ball.
2: This is this is where you're wrong. Not so fast. This is where you're wrong. Okay, Lee Corso. This is where you're wrong right here. Look, check this out. <laughs> so you have you have you have four guys uh, on top of your your current guys like Mitch Matthews, uh, Ross Apple, uh, guys like that. And so with a receiver, it's it, it 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 does it does come into a a, a, a fact that you can, you can you you do need each other right as a receiving core. It is a group. Uh, it is a collective effort, but with receivers, it comes down to a little bit more of one-on-one, right? Can I can I beat this corner? Can I beat this safety? Yes, et cetera. With DBs, you literally need each other. You actually even need linebackers. You actually to go a step further need the, need the D linemen. So it's one collective group. And so when you put a guy like Harvey Jackson into that mix, especially seeing that that roster that we saw yesterday with Rob Daniel at Boundary Corner now you have Sky Pove right as the, as the starting safety and it's the Harvey it, Jackson we're penciling in him him in over Sky Pove at free safety after seeing that after seeing that highlight tape yes and they even the, the, the better thing is this what gets me more excited is you're really excited right they, now did you eat it's DBs. right before it's DBs. we're talking DB we're talking DB <laughs> I got goosebumps I got goosebumps right now that's why I actually wore the shirt cuz I knew talk secondary, and and i'm i'm, I'm excited i I'm, I'm excited because uh ne- nebraska they they run a uh, the, the defense is a little bit harder uh, i mean they Bo they Pelini, defensive guy he's a, he's a defensive guy and so he'll run a four three a three four a three uh a three five five it there's so many 3-3-5. different fifty five excuse me three five five would be incredible <laughs> that would be amazing right there would be there' be no points on that uh but the defensive minded coach and and i i can't necessarily compare him to to coach Mendenhall, but just some of the i had i had a, a, a friend that that played for Nebraska that ended up getting drafted 5th round uh to the Redskins and and just heard, uh, just compared stories of, of Coach Mendenhall yep. and, and, uh, and Pellini of just how, 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 how much of a genius they were uh, when, it, when it comes to defensive schemes. And so you, he's, he's coming so from you that defensive Harvey mindset. So you think Harvey Jackson
0: will, will come in, he'll have the biggest impact when all is said enough? Yep. Harvey Jackson. We'll talk to him in a minute. And really, these five transfers, uh, only Nick Kurtz is uh, here already. They're going to get here in the fall all in preparation for one thing
1: countdown to Connecticut.
0: 129. That one kind of worked. That, that worked. That yeah. was good. Let's scan the other BYU Sports Nation headlines. Kate Hanson, the Lush Coug, BYU student in the Olympics throughout the first pitch last night of the Dodgers game. Woo woo! That's awesome. Taylor Sander was on True Blue last night. If you missed it, you can check it out on BYUtv.org slash True Blue. Michael Hatch, middle blocker on the volleyball team, is one of three finalists for the off-the-block Springbok National Blocker of the Year. That will be announced at 6 Eastern time. Woo-woo. Holler. Let's go, to, let's go to the Twitter machine. Get your opinions.
1: You got tweets.
0: Who will be the most impactful player of the transfers in 2014? At Bridger Hill, a man named Leslie, Jordan Leslie, who mm. will have the biggest impact. Don't be surprised to see huge contributions from all transfers to BYU in 2014. I agree. I think all five will have an impact. Hey, coming up, we continue to talk about this year's transfers with the radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. At Harry Whiteman says, since there's only one ball and Leslie Kurtz, Blackman, and Nelson have to share, I'll say Harvey Jackson. You're with Brian Logan and the Killer DBs. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU apparel. Jerem Jordan, hashtag Brian Logan BrianLoganTakeOverNiss, live from Studio B at the BYU Broadcasting Building, Provo, Utah. Follow the show on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain Time on SiriusXM Channel 143. Hey, Thursday night on BYU TV and BYU Radio, the men's volleyball team playing a big match against UC Santa Barbara and the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation. I love that. Sounds like Star Trek. (laughs) Semi-final matchup, 10 Eastern Time, Uh, On BYU TV and BYU Radio. We now introduce a man who was at Saturday's volleyball match against USC with your daughter, Greg Rebell. Uh, The radio play-by-play on the IMG Cougar Sports Network. What did you think of that performance, and did you enjoy it being in the crowd there?
3: Always do. And I I hit like a match or two a year, it seems. Um, I want to go when it's most impactful. Clearly, uh, we had a great time. Yeah, uh, my my daughter, I you know gave her a brief education on the sport uh, on the way in, so she was, able, she was able to enjoy it a little more. Mm-hmm. We had a blast. Always a good time. Did
0: you point out Taylor Sanders? Like, okay, what's that guy? Yeah, he, fifteen. He, he has wings. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. good at volleyball. Like an eagle. Gregor Bell is on BYU Sports Nation. We've been talking about uh, the five transfers that BYU is bringing in. The three they signed. Uh, on signing day and then the two uh, graduate transfers that they added to the mix. We've been talking about who we think is going to be the most impactful transfer. I said Devon Blackman. Brian naturally said Harvey Jackson, Uh, the DBs. Who do you think will be the most impactful transfer?
3: Well, only because you know, Bronco's proven that, you know, almost kind of no matter who you, you know, put into different positions, that defense is going to perform um, only because he has such a good track record with that. And he's brought in nice talent, you know, this season, certainly, uh, you know, to kind of buttress the defensive backfield. But I think because the greatest struggles with this team last year uh, were on the offensive end, particularly in the throw game, I think that that trio Uh, of newcomers at Wideout will have the greatest impact as a group. Uh, Bronco talked a lot about needing to not only work on uh, on the horizontal... Part of the game, but the vertical part of the game, and this allows him to do that more so than he did last year, and and really it was really the, the missing ingredient from last year's equation. Uh, you know, the, the run game did enough. I mean, statistically, oh, yeah. and I, I don't look at yards per game as much as I look at yards per rush now. But even yards per rush, they were they were there, they were a top twenty-five unit last year, and, and they blew the previous record for you know rushing yards in a season out of the water at BYU. Uh, it really was it really was throw game issues, and I think that 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 the addition of Kurtz and Blackman and Leslie. I okay allow Bronco and Taysom to do more than they did there last year. So that's that's my answer for that reason. So so who, the, who's those, the one guy yeah, yeah,
2: that, that you that would was pick as the, that, the that, most that's, impactful. The, that's my question. Which, which one would you would you pick?
3: Well, I haven't seen anything other than film of, of Devon Blackman and Jordan Leslie. Blackman appears yeah, we're to guessing
0: be— guessing for sure to a degree.
3: Blackman appears to be the most you know, explosive of the bunch, the mm-hmm. most likely to break a big play for you. But I thought uh, Nick Kurtz from day one to the end day of spring ball showed a lot of improvement. Boom. And so Boom. because I've Bryan's seen it— man so, so because I've seen him, you know, with my own eyes and uh-huh. watched him progress in the space of only a month, I was really impressed with what Nick Kurtz did in that space of time. Okay. And I know that last year when they were recruiting him, and he was really the guy. Again, Blackman and Leslie were kind of uh, surprises, almost. Kurtz, they were into and really hoping to get this guy. And you could tell when they got him. They so felt was Wes Welker. Uh, yeah, clearly was doing his work. Uh, when they got him, they felt that they really landed a special talent. So I think all those things taken together, uh, I probably—is that where you're going, Brian?
2: Uh, that's me, me, and me, and 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 Jeremy and a couple other guys had this discussion earlier with Jordan Leslie or Nick Kurtz, and and, and who who would you choose? Which one? I chose Nick. I mean, I, I have a man crush on him, but looking at He's his probably film, the most hyped in terms of who recruited him. Leslie's the proven guy. He has he has the hype, but. I mean, you, you you look at his JC film. I thought it was high school. I I, I struggled for literally two and a half minutes. And because I said, he was
3: that much better. He was that yeah. much better. He yeah. and
2: I mean his size and and his, and his speed, and his athleticism. I said, I don't. Why why can't I find this kid's JC tape? I can only. It's <laughs> all so this is high school. Then I realized, oh wait a minute, this is this is his JC tape. Oh my gosh, this is a whole. I mean that looked like a high school tape. So imagine what he's going to do once he gets his feet wet. And now, I love the versatility of this group. We're talking about different kinds of receivers.
0: Blackman, explosive. Leslie, I don't possession receiver might be an understatement. 2,000 career receiving yards. He's maybe the hostile. He's rec- done it at this level it. for yeah.
3: years already. And so I, I yeah. think that's the one guy that may come in and say, you guys, don't know, you, you guys don't know what you're getting here. You're getting someone that knows what he's doing already. And, I, and hopefully that shows up early. And
2: that's, that's, the, that's the argument there is that it, he's proven himself, he's yes. done it. Uh, Nick has, is trying to. Find the speed of the game you at, know, a at a different level. At different level, beef up
0: a little bit. Beef, beef up. Get he his, and get Mitch Matthews strength. just need to eat. Just be on the same diet. Just hang out. All <laughs> we're the six six guys. Don't forget Alani. Together. Don't forget Alani Fua.
3: And Alani. Hashtag feed Alani. They eat and at a, the lanky table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gregor Bell is on BYU Sports Nation. We we talked about how of those five transfers, four are receivers, which is interesting. I didn't feel that there was this mega need coming out of last season for receivers, but apparently. Because well, they signed four.
3: Yeah, I, I thought, you know, C- Cody Hoffman, you know, just his, his mere inclusion in that group brings them up to a pretty high level. I mean, that, that's a special talent.
0: Devin Mahina was hilarious. He was. On, I said, how did you guys throw for as many yards as you did with the offensive line that somehow, I guess, struggled to that degree? He said, Cody Hoffman. We had Cody Allen.
3: Yeah, so 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 because he's in that group, they're a good group. Yeah, uh, but but beyond him, I I think you're now you're 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 seeing the inclusion now of versatility that wasn't there last season. And again, what you're looking for is just is, is consistency um, in. In targeting consistency in performance, you want to see the catch rate get back up to where it was a couple of seasons ago. I thought, I thought it took a drop last year. You're Talking completion percentage and or and and and, from ca- the and and just catch rate too. Them doing their jobs, uh-huh. uh, you know, at a higher level.
2: A lot of drop balls.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I think you're going to have more. Certainly more options. I mean, you can, you know, you, you'll be you'll be able to put I think six receivers out there, uh, you know, th- uh, two for three spots or one and a half guys for four spots, and and feel like you've got a pretty decent rotation as long as they can just stay healthy. But um, you know, it's 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 a long group too. I mean, there's there's just some tall dudes that, they, that that Taysom can throw to now on a pretty regular basis.
2: So so Coach Mendenhall has had a a pretty significant pattern with DBs and in, and in, in JC transfers and corners. So. You have guys like myself and Corby Eason and uh, Trent Trammell last Lasher, Sam Lee, Preston Hadley. Now we see this trend this year with with JC transfers on the receivers side. Do you expect this trend to continue to to to, to move forward? Because what what happens is that when you're when these JC guys, they have two years right to play, uh, and then potentially maybe these, the high school kids aren't you know g- going to be ready by that time. And so with the DBs, you see that the trend is that. Okay, once a, a JC transfer leaves, I gotta I gotta replace him with another JC transfer, and then another and another.
3: Yeah, that's why it can't be your program mo. It's just too unstable having to go to that rotation. But I think what Bronco sees is a window, and a lot of it's related to Taysom Hill. Mm. Um, he wants to get the right people with him for this time. I, I mm. don't think it's, I don't think it's overstating to say, you know, this year's schedule, the way it's the way it's set up, um, if you can have a lightning in the bottle type of season, uh, this might be the perfect time. Um, you know to, to 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 inaugurate the playoff era, if you will yep. uh, you know there 's one extra big money bowl that they brought into this thing now and um, and now that you 've got a committee, uh things are a lot more subjective and, and and if you if you rattled off an undefeated season with this schedule you 'd impress those people because you know there are linchpin games um Texas and Houston and Utah State and Boise State and central Florida and to me, that Texas game so much hinges on Austin in week number two. Um, even though Texas isn't, you know, where Charlie Strong hopes it is, and you know, he just
0: said, I guess today or yesterday, we're not going to be in the, we're national, not title. Be in the exactly. national title. He wants
3: to, to limit expectations a bit. It's, it's still expectations. At, yeah. So yeah. when it's he still,
2: loses, he's, he won't get fired.
3: <laughs> it's still winning in Austin. Yeah. And, and and if BYU can get itself to two and zero, just getting to two and zero has been tough. I mean, in, in the Bronco yeah. era, you know, they're always that team that battles from behind. They'll fall down one and two, and then and then and then make Win the 10 run. Or right. If they could get to that two and 3 you know, start with this year on this year with this this year's schedule and the collection of talent around Taysom Hill, especially offensively, um, it could be a special season uh, for for BYU. I, I I believe that things are set up for that. Now back to what you talked about about uh, about JCs and 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 the, that that kind of rotation. I've always felt bad for for JCs that come in uh, with two years to play in the defensive backfield because it was so tough. To gain bronco's trust as a DB you had to learn and learn so much and be so good so quickly, and can you do it yes. in in those two seasons and and you can speak from experience to that um, you had to know a lot and be able to do a lot uh, you know t- t- to get on the field and those and those, J- and those you, you bring in Jucos for a reason they're supposed to be good enough to contribute right away. Right. but I always thought that with Bronco it was tough to make you know t- to gain his trust and make sure that you were as assignment sound as you needed to be to be on the field every now.
2: Yeah, it, it it is. That's that's the first. That's the biggest thing he says is how you know can I trust you? And he actually uses that off the field as well. He said if you know if if you have good grades and and you're not getting in trouble and you're doing those things right, that's going to translate to the field. You know, I can if I can trust you outside of football, I can trust you you know inside of football and and putting you on the field with with the, with the, the the rest of the group. And so yeah, it's a it's 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 tough. It's a struggle, but I mean. He, he gives you the necessary resources to be successful. Uh, pursuit drills is an example. at the very end of practice. Those are always fun to watch. Greg
0: Rebell is on uh, BYU Sports Nation. Thinking about Taysom Hill and how you improve the passing game, what improves
3: it more, a better offensive line or better receivers to you? Uh, I, I think that, uh, that, that they kind of go hand in hand. Um, I, I, I think that the offensive line may be the most – it doesn't really matter what you've got. On the outside, if you're not going to have the the time and space needed to find them, uh, I I think it really does start up front. And I've used this reference a few times when asked about the offensive line. You know, Robert and I only had two seasons at Arizona, but I think they were very instructive uh, in terms of what he was able to do with that O-line. Because the first offensive line he had in Tucson had literally, literally now, one career start from the group. From the group, he had one career start. He was a, wow. That was a rebuilding offensive line. Wow. And that first year was a struggle. Now, it, w- it was a Stoops team. It was Stoops' last team. Um, and Robert got him into you know, good enough shape, and they did what they could. But it was a really raw group. The next year, Rich Rod comes in. Uh, an entirely new offense. These guys all had to learn and perform. But they were so much better. And the offense took a great leap. In that first year with Rich Rod, the O-line, I thought, was one of the keys um, to that resurgence. In just year two... And so now you've got Robert and I, who in his first season, it wasn't just the one career start situation he was dealing with. It was, it was a little different. It was, it was like, who do I have and and how can I cobble these guys together? We saw so many different rotations from the offensive line in year one. I think that that was similar to Robert's first year in Tucson. You get that one out of the way, and now you start to build. You expect so, a leap, a big if, leap if, in your if team. I, that, that's my hope. That is my expectation because I've seen it with what he did down in Tucson just very recently. If the same kind of um, you know jump is evident, BYU is going to be a much better offensive team. And again, no. yes, the, yes, the yards were there last year, but but the points weren't. Red the, zone the, the red zone wasn't. Yeah. It, it, it was it was a lot of. Um, I, I, this sounds too like too negative a connotation. A busy work offense there were so many plays run but not to enough but not but not to enough effect yeah right. if, if the efficiency improves this year this can be a very very powerful offense and i think it's going to all start up front uh with that offensive line and robert's excited about certain guys and 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 robert's pretty mellow in terms of how he likes to hype stuff so if he gets excited it's legit if he gets excited i'm excited and, and, I, and i think he's excited about a lot of those guys on his offensive yeah. line we haven't had you sign our Rise Up flag yet. This is the first time you've been on. I, I, was, I was the second guy to sign it in Vegas. Oh, you signed it. In Vegas. We had you on in Vegas. I was like number two guy. All right, we, so don't pass it. Brian, would you like to sign I it? it. How about you sign
0: it, Brian? That's I, right. I, I, was really I work for you guys. I haven't signed it.
3: <laughs> I can sign it again, but I think people might think I'm hogging the flag. So Greg, gonna... I apologize for not remembering. i sign me. it. Well, you know, no these, these are the, the infancy of, of the t- televised version of the show.
0: So. More on these topics with Harvey Jackson coming up next. Greg, thanks for the time. Pleasure as always. Hey, yesterday, the BYU basketball team lost a member of the family yesterday. Alan Miller played from 1976 to 80. Alan Taylor. Excuse me. Thank you. Alan Miller was one of our production assistants. Alan Taylor played from 1976 to 80. Taylor was an all wac player for his senior season, helping the Cougars to a WAC championship. Taylor died after a long battle with diabetes. He was 55. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, live from Studio B in, B, in the BOA Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah. It's time for a little game we call Big Deal, No Deal.
1: Big Deal,
0: No Deal. National Processing Sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal. Big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. Big as these, these guns right here. Bigger. Let's
1: go with number one. Big deal, no deal. Three of the five BYU transfers this year are one and dones.
0: No deal to me. I think it's a bonus that BYU gets these graduate transfers. Guys like Jordan Leslie, Keanu Nelson, Harvey Jackson, who we'll talk to uh, in a few moments. No deal because BYU, it's a bonus that they get them. at the begin- In February, you did not expect these guys to play. Looking up at this season, I think it's, I think it's a good thing.
2: I, I say no deal as well. Uh, simply because it's all about winning right now, right, right with, now, with, baby. With this, with this, with this, prog- with this program, it's, it's right now. It's time to turn on, turn up, and get some wins and, and go all out. And so, I think too that this is going to be started to be a, 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 a trend uh, throughout the years. Graduate transfers, I do, I, I do. Okay. do. Through all across all sports. I mean, we talked uh, yesterday about 400 transfers for basketball uh, yesterday. So. No, deal. They'll, they'll, they might get three, four or five more next year.
0: That leads us and you spoiled it, but let's do it anyways. To number two,
1: big deal. No deal. <laughs> Apparently there's a reported 400 transfers this year in college basketball. According to Brian Logan,
0: Tim. Yeah. And Tim <laughs> Lacombe, who was on the show yesterday and mentioned that number to me. That's a big deal. There are about 253 division one college basketball teams. That's about one and a half transfers per team. Uh, so I
2: I think that's a big deal. Now don't forget BYU actually has four on their team. That's a that's a huge deal to me. I don't I don't like it. I mean I like what 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 the BYU football team has, has got this year so far, but I don't like how it's 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 starting to become more of a loophole. Right. Oh, yes. I, d- I don't like my situation. I, I-, I want to play. And so I'm just going to graduate really fast so I can go and transfer. So it's just going to cause havoc. And-, and if it's genuinely about the academics. and it never and trying is. To- it no, never is. No, no, it's not. It's not because I wouldn't have went to college if it wasn't for football. So, you know, that's just me personally. And, I mo- might have- and, most-, and most people don't. Most kids think they're going to the NFL or the NBA and so that's what's that's what's on their mind. They're not they're not being taught, you know, uh, fighting through diversity and, and, or and push on. You know what I mean? Adversity, so. yeah, and diversity. Sometimes I guess uh, if Who you're knows? a double minority. <laughs> Let's get to number three.
1: Big deal, no deal. All five BYU transfers are the aforementioned double minorities.
0: Double minority meaning at BYU: African American, non-LDS. I think this is a big deal and a positive thing. Let me tell you why. Because BYU needs these kind of guys to be at the elite level. The regular return missionary LDS athlete is not an elite athlete most of the times. Let's be honest. Why is Austin calling in the NFL? Because he's a tremendous route runner and has great hands. He's not the fastest dude. But he's the best receiver in BYU history. Having five guys like this is good because they can get BYU
2: to the next level with speed and athleticism. Huge, huge, huge deal. Not only for those reasons, but we talk about future kids, guys coming in like that. If if, if, if they you start to build up this pipeline and you know, I, I start going back to my junior college and saying, Yeah, I had a great time at BYU. I had, you know, an opportunity to play in the C F L and, and and arena football and I love the environment broadcasting and, a little bit, right. So it, or a lot of it, it started my life. I mean, I, you know, I have, a, I have a life here now. And, and so you start to, to hear this, uh, you know, about this great university and you get other kids to, uh, you know, want to come in and, and want to join. And, and now they're not thinking about, you know, the, the honor code and, and some of just the, the rumors and the negative aspects that they think. Ru- again, rumors. And so that's all that's all torn down when you got when you have guys like these that come in and have great experience and make a great impact. We need more H- Cody Hoffman's more Jamal Williams. Yes. Number four.
1: Big deal, no deal. BYU men's volleyball lost to semifinal opponent UCSB just 11 days ago.
0: No deal. Who cares? BYU is dominant at home. This Thursday night, they'll play UC Santa Barbara again in the MPSF semifinal, 10 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars went on the road 11 days ago and lost to Santa Barbara. No deal. Did you see BYU play Saturday against USC? They were
2: turned up. turned to the max. Turn to the max, no cranked no, up, no no deal. As long as as long as they go and play a round of of golf and, and putt putt, uh, <laughs> no no no, it's no no deal at the all. The day of the match, the, the, you know, the, just the, the confidence and the peace that they have right now, and
1: and and, and 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 the motivation,
2: no deal. Number five,
1: big deal, no deal. Kate Hanson throws the first pitch at Dodger Stadium.
2: This is a big
0: deal. Not everyone gets to throw the first pitch out at a Dodger game. The Luge Cougar BYU student Kate Hanson, who's been on BYU Sports Nation. Throughout the first pitch last night, that's a big deal. I don't know if it was a strike or not. I don't care. I can't really talk because I grounded a first pitch <laughs> two years ago <laughs>
2: at Miller Park at BYU. But that's a big deal for Kate Hanson. Big, big deal for her as an individual, the experience that you get to have. Uh, I think it's big, a big deal for Utah and, and just the, the local community to have, you know, a, a, a player a spotlight uh, in that setting. Good. That's awesome. Good. And last year
0: on Mormon Night. At Dodger Stadium, wait, there's a Mormon night. Yeah, yeah. They, so, pro, lots of different businesses, organizations, like, hey, come hang out at the Dodger game. So there was a Mormon night. President oh, Dieter wow. F. Uchtdorf of the pers- first presidency, German threw out the first pitch. Oh,
3: okay. that's awesome. Okay. That
0: happened last year. I didn't know there that. That is big deal, no Mormonites. deal. Nicely done, Brian. Like date nights, Mormon nights. Well, can more you, can more can than date, date night. It's can more like fa- it's more like family night. Do you
2: bring a date for Mormon night? Sh- yes, that's Mormon. Sure. Do they have to be Mormon? Sure. I don't go. know all
0: these answers. <laughs> we need to reach out to the Dodgers, man. You wouldn't go to the I'll Dodgers do, anyways. I, I, you would probably I, go to the Giants. Yeah, I'm a Giants. Yeah, fan? yeah from, Giants from the Bay Area. Bay Area. Not A's. Giants, baby. Yeah, yeah and not especially A's. not A's. Dodgers.
2: Not A's. Four, 49ers and Giants, not A's in, in Oakland.
0: Okay, that is big deal, no deal. We've asked the Twitter question: Who will be the most impactful transfer in 2014? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
1: We tweet, tweet at Sean
0: Howard 1985. What's up, Sean? Brian Logan, what is your favorite type/flavor of Gushers? Why can I not find strawberry only boxes in the store anymore?
2: Oh. This is not answer the Twitter question but that is fine. Because strawberry, <laughs> strawberry is disgusting, my friend. Sorry, Sean. I don't like strawberry. Strawberry tw- gushers? No. No, I actually give them to my son mm. when when I when you I get, think the, when I get them back. You think they're disgusting, so you give them to your son? I give them to my son. I don't. I don't. <laughs> get, I, don't I don't like strawberries. My favorite, I would say, is watermelon. Which is mm. I don't know. It's kind of hard uh, to find watermelon nowadays. I don't know. I think I have to send write a you know write a letter. Write but, a letter. Who I, writes a letter? So send an email. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, I think a letter is a little bit more personal. you 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 going to buy a stamp and stuff? I don't even know how much they are now. Yeah, they're like uh, 39 cents. Uh, They're more than that. I think they're 39 cents. Okay, no one one breaks
0: down gushers like BYU Sports Nation. At Taylor G. Pierce, Harvey Jackson, because depth and talent at safety is more of a concern than wide receiver, though Leslie is a close number two. That's a good point. The secondary had a bigger need than the receivers. Yeah. Yet, the receiver's added four, and now Harvey Jackson. We've, we've penciled him into the starting free safety I think, I think
2: Gray makes a good point as, as, as far as uh, giving Taysom Hill the resources, right, to, to be that much more successful. Right now. Right, yeah, exactly, right now. Living in the moment. Bronco is living in the moment, and so I'm giving him all the tools that he needs. But, again, to back to my point is that's one unit. You need each other. Uh, it, it, you're as good as literally the next person. I know it's kind of cliche, but that is literally the truth in the secondary. If I have three studs and one guy that's that's okay, then the rest of the the rest of the unit becomes okay. So adding Harvey in just makes everybody great. And I know Spencer's talked about that. Uh, this he loves the secondary.
0: The, and this was before Harvey Jackson. But what we identified yesterday was in the post spring depth chart, Robertson Daniel got moved to corner as opposed to safety. So now. Harvey That's Jackson
2: re- is really needed at safety. That, that was the issue. When I saw that, I actually, it scared. I, my heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? Scott, How is this
0: possible? Sky Povey has worked hard to get what he's received, but for BYU to play at the elite level... You need uh, a really good
2: group with good backups. That is the, that is the whole point, the elite level. I think a guy like Sky Povey, he's worked hard. He knows the he knows the entire deep. He 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 he's played almost every position. But when you put him out there against a, a Middle Tennessee State, he's fine. It's okay. But when you put him out there against a Notre Dame or Wisconsin. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it could be a struggle. And, and that's, that's what happened with me, too. When I, when, you know, when I played against the Florida States and, and you know, the, the, the TCUs, that's what happened with me as well. I was, I was big baller, shot caller against Wyoming. <laughs> you owned them in I Laramie. I owned them. You owned them I owned in it, it I owned it, it, them.
0: At CSU, or CS Sulliv, I don't know the combo there, any of the incoming receivers because of their speed and depth they provide? Now, that is not exactly the answer. We would like you to identify the one. But you're right. The receivers, uh, four of those five. Huge impact this year. If they don't have an impact this year, not good. At Bronco for Prez. Great Twitter handle. Yes. Biggest impact transfers for 2014. Jordan Leslie on offense and Harvey Jackson on defense. I think both will be starting by October. I think both will be starting in September. Now, do both start for Connecticut? Yes, both those
2: guys, uh, uh, J- Harvey, yes, Leslie Les- and Jackson. Leslie, Les- Leslie, I, it's, I I, that's a up. I would say I would lean more, yes. Just depends on a few things. Okay, who will be the most impactful transfer this season for BYU?
0: Keep them coming using the hashtag #BYUSN. Leslie Blackman, Nelson Jackson. I mean, a host of guys. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Later this week, Michael Hatch, men's volleyball, McKenna Bull from softball will join us on the program uh, as we continue our discussion about BYU football transfers. Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. Follow Brian on Twitter at BrianLogan7.
2: I'm going to change it to Brian's Brain. Brian's Brain. When are you going to change that?
0: You've been talking about this for a while. I would like to see this change.
2: Well, I haven't I haven't changed it yet because I'm still deciding on my new picture. So I kind of want to do a, a total change, you know, with the, the p- yeah. new picture. Yeah. A, a new rebrand. New. Yeah, that's what it is. New, this is the, re-branding.
0: With a picture of your bicep with the mouth, you feeding it gushers? Yeah,
2: with a spoon. A spoon, and the gushers are going to be on the spoon. <laughs> a spoon made of gushers.
0: Uh, we've been talking <laughs> about uh, BYU's transfer situation where five guys have come into the program, uh, a couple of which are graduate transfers. And Greg Rebell was uh, on set a little earlier, and he brought up an interesting point where Bronco Mendenhall might see this as an opportunity to get Taysom Hill the weapons he needs now. Now, Taysom Hill will become a junior. The schedule's a little easier than it is next year. A lot easy. Okay, 2015, let me rattle off some of the opponents on this. Uh, September 5th at Nebraska. That's the season opener. If Harvey Jackson was playing two years, that would be awkward. Boise State at home at Michigan. And then the rest of them you have at Southern Miss, Cincinnati, Connecticut, at San Jose State, UNLV, Fresno State, Utah State, East Carolina.
2: That's, that's you So you have three really good ones. Big, and boy, then big boy pads that, right there.
0: Yes, that's, that's a tough schedule. That's a senior year for Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, Bronson Kafusi, those guys. So this year, you have some of these one-and-dones, like Jordan Leslie and guys, that you can plug in and try and make an impact this year. Are you going to be disappointed if BYU
2: is less than 10 wins? Oh, yes, extremely 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 okay. yes yes i i i think you know connecticut and texas like Greg was saying those have to be bowl games championship games for you they they have to be you can't pull a virginia you cannot do you you it. You, you, you can't you you can not at all you have Let's to go check into those minds the weather mindsets. for that game right now because <laughs> right? that, right. that was not and, awesome and then and then you you, you we, we continue down right so you have houston but i'm not concerned with this this backfield the the the, the db's uh this year and then you have Virginia. And that's where they might be tested the most. I, th- I think they will be. That Houston the, the, game that, that Houston is where game. the secondary This is This is where we'll see how, how good they are. I mean, te- Texas obviously is going to have great receivers, receivers that are running 4-4s, four 4-3s, four and that's fine. was not a problem last year. It, it, it wasn't a problem with true freshmen playing and rotating. Yes, you know, uh, Sky Povey was playing corner. Mike Haig, Dallin Hague. Levitt, You're playing fifth. Your seniors or freshmen, and now you got now did, you got the, now, you got, the, now, now you got now you got the big boys back, Jordan Johnson, Trent Jamel, Robertson, Daniel, Robinson, Rob, Daniel. Okay, tell me this: as what does that enable BYU
0: to do a little bit more defensively? If if the secondary can hold their own, what else can they do?
2: Anything, anything, anything. anything. Look look at the Seattle Seahawks. Those DBs, the no fly zone. Number one defensive secondary in the NFL, you got you have guys blitzing coming off the edge, guys are defensive linemen are, are doing stunts and twists and, and, and playing games. You can do anything you want, you can send everybody else and have and make sure that every guy is covered. You could play man defense, press, and you, it, it goes, it's a sandlot ball. <laughs> it's, the sand Sam, it's a sandlot It's a ball. Hey, uh, I got him. Uh, you know when you you know when you huddle and you lift up your shirt and you're like, Okay, this is the belly button, this this is the ball right here. I got this dude. I, I got just this do it dude on my that's, hand, that's what yeah. it is. That's what that's that's the type of <laughs> impact that this secondary can have if you can do man on man. Now then you take into consideration Coach hall's uh his schemes and his defensive mindset and how brilliant he is. Man, it's, that's going to be scary for, for offensive coordinators. And this ends up helping Taysom Hill. It's not all about Taysom Hill, but it's about taking advantage
0: of Taysom Hill's time here. Because everyone knows that he's one of the most talented quarterbacks BYU has ever had. Maybe when all of a sudden done the most dynamic quarterback uh, BYU has ever had. He, he could end up being better than Steve Young was in college. We'll, we'll see. He's got his junior and senior season to do that. So now he's going to have weapons. He's got the schedule to do it. We, uh. With this schedule, starting with Connecticut in 129 days, as, as we mentioned. And now he has options at receiver. Let me ask you this. Who ends up
2: leading BYU in receiving yards by the end of the year? With all these guys? I would say Devon Blackman because of the, the, the big threat, the big play, right? He'll get I him mean, in chunks. I mean, I can, right, he'll get the chunks. I mean, I'm talking about you throw this kid a quick screen, bubble screen and he's taking it for 20, 30 yards. That's the Ross
0: play that I think is not Ross Oppo's play anymore. I think it's Devon Blackman's play oh, because it is. he's quicker. Oh, it is. Quicker, faster, Opo long is, speed. Oppo is good for four catches at four or five yards, maybe one over the middle. Right. I would like to see more out of Ross, but I'm not sure where he fits with this group.
2: Now. I think Ross is more, to me, of a, a downfield threat. I mean, he has long legs. That's what he looks like, to- but he hasn't been. He, well, look, at, look, look, when he played, look look when Jake Heaps was playing, was, was the quarterback. He all, caught all of, what, he, all of eight his, or
0: nine touchdowns. Right, minute? and
2: and look how long they were. They weren't. They weren't a ten yard uh, dig route, inside route, or a fifteen yard post route over the middle. And then he made a couple guys. Uh, you They've know, got away from that with him.
0: They did. Part I, of that was a the left-handed
2: quarterback, and it was a long throw. You got, the oppo. Yeah, you got. You know, Riley, Riley came in, and then obviously got hurt and some things. But I'm telling you, long he, he needs. He needs. He needs post. Uh, he needs comebacks. 15 yards come. Back. His his routes need to be 15 plus long legs. Uh, he may not be uh, extremely fast, but those long legs at the end of the route can 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 separate you. Can, can separate between a DB. Uh, and so I think that's where you fit him in at, as 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 is a little bit more of those longer routes. But I mean, you 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 take a look at these the, these re- these receivers right, and you can literally uh, put each one in a certain category. Okay, Ross is my long is down the field threat. Uh Blackman is my is my my quick your speed you know, guy whether twi- that's yep. down the field right. or not. Yep. And then, Where's
0: Michael Davis fit in cuz he's a he's a quick guy. Michael Davis uh, same
2: thing. I I would put in I would I would uh compare him to to Blackman as far as what I could do with him. Uh speed, quickness, how fast he is. Leslie. you possession you, receiver first. I need a first down, I'm going to Leslie. You have options, my goodness, it's silly.
0: More coming up from this on uh BYU Sports Nation as we continue. Hashtag Logan Takeover Part 2. He continues to take it over. Pass the gushers, my brain. Dude. Give me some of those <laughs> gushers.
1: This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. What
0: is good, homies? Tuesday, April 22nd. Second to last day of finals on campus for these BYU students. Best of luck to everyone taking their finals. And for those of you that don't have finals like us, Yes! Woo-woo! Is there any better, any better feeling than finishing finals at BYU and just being like, I worked I so know. hard. Well, heck, thank, thanks, Larry. Worked so hard. Or not. And then you're, oh, I'm done. It's a great feeling, man. It's it awesome. really is. It's awesome. Jeremy Jordan, Brian Logan here. Hashtag Logan Takeover. Uh, BYU TV just announces the following. The Xbox 360 app is now available. This just came out. It's hot off the press. Download it today. You can stream live, uh, stream live stuff uh, on demand, go to the DVR. Huge uh, library nice. of U.A. football, basketball games. You can watch Brian Logan's greatest hits that came in the New Mexico my, Bowl in my, 2010. My biceps.
2: I don't wrap, think we I don't think we've added that, that
0: to it yet. No, I'm just saying oh, my on bi- that hit. My
2: when, yeah. I, when I when I when I rip through mm-hmm. to 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 grab. You can see the actually see the vein kind of popping <laughs> yeah, down from you, the shoulder. you still
0: popping out of that shirt, but, man. It's just, that's the medium
2: is, this is, sleeve. Hey, this that's is what that is this is this is like an Under Armour. This is like Under Armour uh, S- uh, sweater sweater. When you wear cardigans, <laughs> are they like t- tight
0: to your to your body? Yeah, you can actually see my uh, my six pack. Nice, only six. Yeah, only uh, so six. yeah, check out the Xbox 360 app. That's very cool. We announced that uh, a little while ago, and so now it's. Now it's available. Watch uh watch BYU Sports Nation on that as well. We've been talking about BYU's receivers. The interesting part of this whole conversation is we we've concentrated it to the transfers. We haven't even discussed the other guys around which are really good pieces. I, and they and they are the they are the uh the rock bed of those receivers. Mitch Matthews, Ross Apo, Kurt Henderson, not to mention these tight ends, Taron Uh Devin Mahina. Devin, yeah. All those guys. By the way, Harvey Jackson got caught up in class. We'll get him on BYU Sports Nation uh, another day. Those receivers combined with the transfers. This is a really good group. We haven't discussed, like the secondary, hey, where does this group fit in? Maybe because there's so much unproven, and coming into the, the seasons in the past, we've had Cody Hoffman where you knew, okay, you at least have Cody. Austin Collie, uh, uh, You Dennis at least Pitta. had Austin Colley. You always had a stud. You had somebody. Like who... I'm not sure who the stud in this group is. We have a couple of candidates, but someone will emerge as the guy.
2: Somebody will emerge. I, I, I hope that somebody doesn't emerge. and You would people, rather have people, people are probably like, what, what does parody. that mean? But if, 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 if Taysom is doing a good job going through his reads and his progression and doesn't fall in love, so to speak, with just one guy, then we talk about true domination. Right and so now and last last year, it's like okay, I'm putting the corner, uh, you know, manned up, press against Cody. I have a safety over top of him because I know nobody else is going to beat me. But they still they still got the ball to Cody in those situations. That's just because Cody's good. I mean, it's Cody Hoffman, right? But so so but my point is, it's it's okay. What how can I do this? How how can I guard? Uh, Blackman, how can I guard uh, Leslie? How can I guard Mitch Matthew? How can I guard these guys when I only have two guys on my team that I know that can match up well? This it is, causes problems. This is a great problem, and if if Gregor Bell's point f- about Robert
0: and I making a big leap at Arizona with the offensive line happens this year with the BYU football team, it could be a special season. Greg inferred to the possibility at the college football playoff. I mean, that's as good as it gets for B- BYU. Never made a BCS game in the BCS era. For BYU to get to the college football playoff, they would not only have to go undefeated, but they'd probably have to do it with style points. And here's the key, and I think there's so much to this. You have to have star power. BYU has star power in Taysom Hill and probably Jamal Williams. This
2: is the moment right here. I'm I'm telling you. I mean, this is the moment. When I said last year and everybody laughed at me, you, Jerem, when I said he was going to win the Heisman. After okay. The Texas when, game, when, look, when look, the Heisman is crazy. The Heisman. Just get to but, New York. But the thing is this: the thing is this. You look at you look at what he did against Texas and the stats and the numbers, and then and then you compare that Which is to the most unbelievable right, game and you, of his life. And, you can, and those are athletes. I mean, they'll probably have five to ten guys go to the NFL in the next few years. But you look at this the schedule: Savannah State. I mean, UNLV, Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Boise has been a little bit rocky. Cal won like two, three games last year. I think, I think Cal has won four games in four years. Yeah, they're not the program they have. No, though. no, not at all. And so when you look at these SEC uh, schools and, and these players like Alabama and Florida, their first, their first couple of games are against the Savannah States, and they're yes. racking up all these stats. Yes, Stats, my friend, numbers, do not lie.
0: And, do not And lie. Taysom Hill almost went 3,000-1,000 last year, which he would have been like the eighth player ever to do that. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Greg Bell and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Normally, I'm the one throwing stuff. You want to throw some stuff off? Tennis ball and stuff? Tennis episodes ball. of the better. show are on demand at BYU Sports Nation dot com every afternoon and on BYU TV dot org slash DVR. For Brian Logan, who's throwing stuff, I'm Jeremy Jordan. Shout out to the BYU double minority. Double minority. Yep. shout out. BYU Sports Nation. JC transfers. Back at it tomorrow. And my mom. And my grandma.